1: Jasmine Blazing back in the house. Welcome to Starving for Attention. It's been so long. I know. I am so get, excited.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: to be home with it's not you. Not my schedule. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just like, one, our listeners and viewers have been saying that they missed you. I've missed you in the last two opens. Yeah. But more than them, I miss you uh, in the opens. Not we, just because you're my wife. We
2: could always Skype an open. If we really wanted to, we, but we you, could. you share my Skype handle, so I'm not sure how that works. Mm, I,
1: there's <laughs> another Skype handle somewhere floating around out there, but glad to be back. Jasmine Blaze, uh, on Hi. a trip where I was in, uh, New York twice, San Francisco once, uh, Nap- uh, Sonoma Valley, and then in new Orleans. In NOLA with right. Emeril Agassi for the weekend and then back yesterday. That trip to New Orleans yeah. is sort of the, uh, the preface for today's episode. Right,
2: yeah, because we were able to, to get a couple podcasts done there.
1: Exactly, so a couple of Top Chef alums, surprise, surprise, Top nice. Chef alums on Starving for Attention. They're in every state. Yes, but it's going to be Isaac Toops and Nina Compton in the next two nice. episodes. We're going to kick it off with Monsieur Toops. I don't know why I broke into French, but... Oh, remember, um, uh, I I mentioned it to Isaac in this podcast. I'm not spoiling anything, but we did this big social media dive recently, right? Okay. And it came back that my name rates really well with Cajun Creole cuisine.
2: Oh, yeah. I looked at that.
1: Which I loved. And did you... Super um, weird.
2: Super weird. Is it just because it's French? There's
1: a cup... Exactly. So that's my my feeling is, again, I have no real association with uh, the cuisine of New Orleans except the fact that I like eating it. How do they even?
2: It's such an interesting deep dive. Right, but I think it's Richard <laughs> How Blay, do they connect those dots, the
1: though? The and Blasian.
2: Right. Instead nice. of the and Cajun. Perfect. I thought of that hashtag right, while well, I was in New Orleans. Let's get someone on that graphic work for us.
1: <laughs> the and Blasian. Yeah. Yes, I like it. Um, and I also realized, though, there is, um, you know, the sort of like, I hate to say Cajun accent because I'm not an expert in, in the culture of New Orleans, but I realized what my driver on the way there, why yeah. you always make a joke that I do a decent, or someone says I do a decent Cajun accent.
2: Uh, yeah, it's not me. It's I didn't say. I usually tell you to stop it. Uh, <laughs> you scare the kids when you do it. Bo so. McMillan was yeah. on the podcast. It might have been Bo, yeah. So I also saw Bo. his
1: face on a couple posters while I was in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, but I realized what it is. The um, sort of loose accent of New Orleans, mm. Cajun accent. There's mm. a little New York in there. Huh. there's a little like New York in there and obviously there's a little like French New York. So like uh, someone right. who's studied French and lived in New York, maybe okay. that's why. All these things are coming together. It's why I have a fantastic... Something about the Louisiana... Cajun approaches. accent. Yeah. You're making a duck bill gumbo there. Yeah. Bumblebee no, soup, stop. BOMAC. <laughs> and <laughs> okay it's a bad Cajun accent but maybe that's why I get a lot of love there but speaking of love Jasmine Blaze yeah. you were supposed to come on this trip with me
2: I was I was um, I was a little bummed but you know someone's got to kind of stay home at the ranch we actually had a big uh, rec tournament rec soccer tournament this weekend that I was coaching in mm. and um, that's as far as I'm going to go because when you lose on PKs you don't you don't talk Penalty about it anymore
1: you know? a whole episode coming up for the World <laughs> Cup edition we've already maybe, done like, like three year. episodes in the house yeah a um, and I will say uh, to, to to put a button mushroom cap on this uh, conversation about soccer. This was probably one of the first trips that I that I took. And like I, I love what I had to do in New Orleans. But where I was like, man, I, I need to be back in California right now. Yeah. Running that defensive shift.
2: Yeah, you're blowing my phone up. I'm trying but, to coach a game. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But shout out to uh, Ryan, who stepped in on, on yeah. DC duties and did not That's give right. up a goal in six games. Clean sheet. So when you don't give up a goal for six games and Clean. then you lose in PKs ah. and get kicked out of a tournament. That ah. is a tough, tough bit but moving along you were yeah. supposed to be in new orleans i was supposed
2: to be there i was really looking forward to it, it sad to not be there and so there's there's really, part of me that kind of hopes we do it again because what, what were you doing there this was again? for the
1: emerald lagasse foundation the carnival duvan, which, which, right? Like, which by the Legassi? way the acronym is elf cool which is just amazing and carnival duvan i think it was
2: don't the, you want to see emerald dressed like an elf now
1: uh, uh, yes and um, i'm gonna guess with all of the work that he's done on tv at to. least he's appeared at santa we, can get, we gotta find or at least a in a santa something. hat yeah, it's gotta he's be. an Unbelievable person, everyone knows that. My love for Emerald, we get to stand on uh, these the greats' shoulders, if you will. Uh, and I, I hung out with a lot of the greats this week, actually. Yeah. Not, and this is not me humbly bragging. But okay, let's hear it. Emerald, yep. Guy Fieri, Yep. Rachel Ray, Yep. Doctor Oz, Yeah. Wow, uh, I mean that th- those are like that's a lot yeah. of pop culture. Like that's one week of heavy pop it is. culture. It's a lot of
2: Oprah's friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that to me, which um, <laughs> totally. I, I, I forget. That, you put Art get, Smith
2: in there, and you got you got a full deck. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, was Rachel part of Oprah's <laughs> friends? I, I think, think she was.
2: Somehow right? She, yeah, she had a piece of it. I don't remember the story. Someone but yeah. mentioned that to me, and yeah. I was
1: like, hmm, I don't know what that is, but yeah. then. Um, someone I forget which one of these super famous celebrities that someone was like, oh, I can't believe you're hanging out with that person or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. This happens on social media all the time, and I just really quick rant. I don't. I know you're like, what are you? Where are you going with this? Yeah. But like, if if you throw shade on people like Guy Fieri, Rachel Ray, Emeril Lagasse, Doctor Oz, and you're like. Uh, you know, they don't deserve it, whatever. These are some of the hardest working people mm. that you've ever run into. You have no idea what their sort of daily looks like. Right. And, you know, you, you know do, you, do you need a break every once in a while in life? Absolutely. But can you take that break and, and, and grind it out and continue to work? And all of these people do. So shout out to all those people. Lucky to have them as friends. Back to New Orleans. You weren't there. You haven't really spent a lot of time never. in New Orleans. I've never been to New Orleans. I, I, really,
2: I really want to go just to eat beignets. That's really, frankly, the only oh reason I gosh. want to go. And you don't even eat beignets, which means like wasted trip. You know, first you. of
1: all, if you were there, I would have had beignets. Not true. I, I thought about having beignets because there's, you know. Cafe- like, that's
2: the problem. I wouldn't even think about it. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> this is, yeah. Um, but beignets, which are yeasty donuts, right? If yeah. you're Italian, Zeppoles, Bunch of powdered uh, sugar uh, Italian, on top. You know, Italian-American. Right. Um, right. But basically, like, there's a fluffy little uh, uh, donut, right? Yeah, fried dough. Uh, fried, fried dough, fried yeah. batter. Uh, and Cafe Du Monde is sort of, like, um, the iconic sort of shop. I saw Scarlet went there. Well, of course. I mean, it's her first time too, I think, in New Orleans. She's still there. I don't know if Scarlett's coming Wait, back. I think- have
2: you ever had a beignet? Yes. Okay. And I've had from Café that. du Monde. So okay. like, uh, you, you got to check off that. the boxes. Yeah. So that
1: is the point. But you would have done the beignets. You might have done the, uh, the, the, the famous chicory coffee, which is controversial. Right. Which yeah. Isaac, I'm not even going to cover it because Isaac Toops actually gets into it a little bit here. Okay, yeah. Um, but there are so many things when it comes to New Orleans food. And I used to hate on this food. I'm, I'm, this is a confession New Orleans
2: right specifically?
1: Uh, well, no. Just as a New Yorker who like, worked in Michelin star restaurants and fine dining restaurants, when I moved to the south, to Atlanta, I've talked about this before. Yeah. I, I hated on grits. I love polenta. I hated on catfish. I love monkfish. Kind of silly, just stubborn New York Yankee sort of stuff. Uh, and then even when I was in Atlanta, the same thing with the food of New Orleans. It just, sure. It just, I, I, I was anti-rusticity at some point in my career as a chef. Mm-hmm. And now i full- wholeheartedly embrace it mm. and I New Orleans is growing on me so hard, cool, um, but it would not grow on you because it 's right. a lot of shellfish
2: oh yeah, yeah i wouldn 't do all well of that no <laughs> i so, mean i could I could eat a, a muffaletta. I could eat those yeah, olive salad for yeah, days yeah totally. cold cuts on some really, really yeah. good fresh I mean baked it makes bread. sense they 're like surrounded by water and <laughs> there 's shellfish in the water, yeah you yeah, can, I can literally um, you know Here's we always joke
1: about. Um, Embry, our youngest, who like uh, doesn't yeah. like the aroma of San Francisco.
2: Right, <laughs> she might like the aroma of New Orleans, though she, she, likes, she shellfish. likes shellfish.
1: Yeah, and you can you can you can smell it on the streets, right? Said, it's, I can
2: blame it. I can I can walk it back to like um, growing up in Florida and just kind of being resistant to like you know the the barrage of shellfish in Florida as well. But I also, when I was in college, worked in a lab. And one of the main projects then in the lab that we were doing was studying a, a, a virus that lives in Gulf Coast oysters. And one of my duties was to puree oysters in a blender for like three hours a day. And so it's part of my dis- dislike. For shellfish, and specifically Gulf Coast shellfish, <laughs> might come from that. <laughs> First of all,
1: you're a molecular gastronomist. Yes. That's an amazing story. Totally. And like, uh, Grant Atkins is probably looking for someone to puree oysters. Perfect.
2: I would puree them and then lay them on like an assay on a Petri dish. Yeah, so, so you should yeah. set up a stage, which yeah.
1: also, really funny, our last week's guest has a very famous dish that he had at WD, which was like a yeah. puree of oysters well, in a sort of mosaic, We I think started
2: it, like it back in 1998. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> so, University of Florida. <laughs>
1: and agreed, I'm not a fan of a Gulf Coast oyster raw. That's why you see them a lot. Well, oh.
2: You shouldn't be, <laughs> ever.
1: I mean, and, and oysters in general, I mean, any, anything raw presents certain risks. Not sure. to turn this into a health, uh, a health episode, because you could really run, <laughs> run down this one. But um, fry those oysters up, put them on a po' boy, sure. uh, throw them under a broiler with some good Cajun butter. Uh, and like, I ate so much shrimp while I was on this trip, just to be clear. Oh. And like, I, my last meal was at 11 p.m., I had a 4 a.m. I had a 3.45 a.m. call time to wake right. up to get back home. And I had an 11 p.m. gumbo. Ooh. And it was so crabby. Oh. Uh, you get it? <laughs> I'm not trying to make you Tasha cookies yeah. uh, or your uh, beignets. Yeah. Uh, but you were missed. And it's an amazing food city. Uh, everyone knows that. But, like, these foods, like, there's so much culture. There's so much history. Uh, there's just so much background and authorship. Uh, to the food of New Orleans, besides the fact that it just happens to be stupid delicious. Mm. It's just like right. really, really, really um, delicious. But there is the part, like as the city grows on me, it reminds me of these cities that I really love. Like uh, Austin is one, Portland is one,
2: mm.
1: where like there's yeah. just this like strong identity.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: But there's also a weird identity of New Orleans that's like one part Miami, one part Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, Bourbon Street right? exactly. You know I mean? Well, yeah, and
1: and more than just Bourbon Street is the the street that gets sort of known. But like, right. it's it, it's a party town. It's I pervasive. guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm not generally a party guy. <laughs> no. So it's really save weird. that clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just really weird that that's you know like my affection for New Orleans exists even when you know you might have to march down a, a street of uh, red cups and. Uh, parades happening everywhere. That's one of yeah. my favorite Hannibal Burris lines. Where, like, yeah. I think in New Orleans, literally you just need two people yeah. to get like a parade, certificate. right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, like <laughs> a, a two-piece brass band. Like yeah. all we need is Potash Twins. Yeah, to go there with uh, some trumpets, and, and they've probably done it. I uh, actually 100%. probably bet. And yeah. if not, what are you doing, guys? Yeah, so, get I mean, there. Yeah. in general, Potash Twins. What are you get doing? There. But uh, we should do a parade in New Orleans. Jasmine Blaze, so glad to have you back. Uh, what do you think, Isaac Toops, You ready to get into it? Yeah, let's go. All right, here we go, Isaac. Hey, everyone. uh, You know what time it is. It's week 11 of the NFL, and our friends over at betonline.ag are going to set you up uh, for success, okay? Visit our friends over there, our exclusive partner for Podcast One, betonline.ag. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. You can sign up for a free account and make sure you use the promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% Sign up bonus. And here's the thing you know, we're going up against other Podcast One hosts. I don't even know how I'm doing. Jasmine Blaze, we got to check the <laughs> charts. <laughs> yeah. um, but week 11 of the NFL, uh, we're picking five teams. The Thursday game is excluded. These are just pickums. I'm going to take the Lions at home versus the Cowboys. I'm taking my hometown New York Jets on the road against the Redskins. These are just pickums. I'm going to take the 49ers at home against the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going to take the Raiders at home against the oh, Bengals. Well, no and I'm Bengals. taking the Ravens at home against the Texans. I wrote these really, really small. So you can see how <laughs> Ravens and Raiders sound similar. Sus, yes. similar. Uh, but going on to uh, betonline.ag. If you're on Twitter, use hashtag sportsnetchallenge. Uh, and listen, promo code is podcast1. You get 50% up sign-up bonuses. betonline.ag, your online book experts. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Uh, Isaac Toops, what's up, man? Hey, man. How are you
3: doing? How are doing you good? doing? I'm doing great. You, you look you, you look
1: great. Uh, I th- mean, you always look great. I'm faking that. Right. Uh, were you thinking like, I, like you were thinking about yourself, like, hey, I'm feeling great? I'm no, 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 great. I just
3: naturally look good. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm humble
1: yeah well that of course of course you have as much um uh, so we're here we're in your restaurant so mm-hmm. this is this is toops meadery toops meadery in a great word i thought i came up with the word meadery but seemingly not like i just i don't oh, know yeah I, I always wanted to do a steakhouse oh and I have we... it in a little book somewhere that says we, like we actually meadery. didn't
3: come up with it either oh we we had seen it somewhere else who had a butcher shop already got and, it like somebody else's meadery and like oh my god i love that name it's it is kind of great and, and it's catchy right? and, it, and it's proved to be it's proved to be you know very functional and people love it could the you do the only thing i get is people come and go oh i thought this was a butcher shop oh. and after 8 years i look back and go meatery okay i get that i get right. that so that's my only qualm though but
1: meatery meaning that like the emphasis of the food is is on meats protein yeah. i okay. say I,
3: I say this it's meatery because the proteinery didn't sound as good no so so we do yeah. focus on meats but we also have crabs oysters and seafood and the bounty of the gulf of mexico and the mississippi right I mean, why wouldn't we
1: yeah well and that's still meat right so uh, you could and if you wanted to there's always a pivot where you could change this to m-e-e-t and it could be like a a like a bar, like meetup place for people, singles. People misspell
3: my name as is. I don't need the help. Right. They do? Okay, what's yeah. the I mean, what's the what's the um Well first they misspell the first name, they misspell it I-S-S-A-C, and it's I-S-A-A-C. Right. And they butcher my last name, Troops. Right. I was gonna say I got it right. Okay. I, I, it. it's, I hear troops, and there's no R, Taups, twos, I'm mm-hmm. like Yeah. Toops like oops. Well that can't be
1: that's obviously aren't locals aren't mispronouncing it. Locals. Because aren't the O U is very French based
3: right exactly exactly. everybody from South Louisiana oh hey Toops in in South Louisiana you get called by your last name a lot more than your first name so for a good part of my growing up especially in school I was just Toops
1: right yeah or even maybe two without pronouncing the S have you ever had that I've heard twos. yeah yeah twos. okay there you
3: go also uh, people come in the restaurant I'd like to talk to uh, Mr. Toop Toop Right <laughs> I'm like You see
1: where the apostrophe is Right It's toops There you go I get that a lot with um, So Blaze Where blay People will say Bley Where's Chef Blay? Which Blaise? by the way You know what's kind of crazy I it, know it, Chef Blay.
3: You'll get that a lot Like oh yeah I bet you know
1: him I, I, Well you know also like Super weird I get I love your restaurants in Chicago I love your Mexican food They think Blaze and Bayless They confuse Like I've had TSA gotcha. officers Like looking at my ID Be like I love your brother Skip And I'm like First of all, even if I was Rick Bayless, why would you say you love my brother Skip? Why wouldn't you say you love my you my beautiful right. enchiladas? Yeah.
3: Or whatever it is. SOB. Like you appreciate you would I feel like you're one of the few people you'd appreciate that story. Yeah, I do appreciate that right? story. I don't luckily get confused with no one. No one's no one's got this mug.
1: No, but except you you must have a number of people because you do have an iconic look. Right? And yeah, If you say so. I can tell you so. Don't know know how you, uh, how you thank feel Thank you. Uh, but you must get a lot of the, like, I, I know you from this thing, but I can't But I can't t- all yeah? the time. All okay. the
3: time. And the, you don't know if it's, like, I do a lot of Munchies videos and I do the Action Bronson show. Yeah. And I do the Today Show. So it's not always Top Chef. Right. But let's face it, it's mostly Top Chef. Is it? Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: I was going to say that's, that's a really great, like, mix of things that you could be confused with, though, right? Right. Like, I mean, Munchies and Action Bronson
3: and the Today Show. Are two are, different <laughs> two different shows and most right. of the time I do them like day after each other. Right. So I'll go do the to today's show where it's proper time and definitely don't cuss to go to the action Bronson show to here have a dab let's yeah, go some tomahawks. Right, right. That's so uh, that's so, cool. so
1: I'm assuming then you you if you had to choose you'd rather do today's show first. Oh yeah. Because the, it's easier to probably Loosen up than yeah, it is Yeah, to but, sort of.
3: yeah and, and today's show is always <laughs> early in the morning.
1: Yeah. And Munchies I always leave half stone There you go. So, you know. we're, we're, I, so I've never done, I'm, in, I'm super jealous. I have, although I am in communique with uh, Action Bronson, I've never done the show. Yeah. And I've never hung out with him to do a
3: show. It was, even though we chat here and there. It is the most popular thing I've ever done besides Top Chef. Right. So before I knew who I, so this is what happened. My Wife calls me up and said, Hey, uh, the the public the, the publicity team wants you to do a show with this rapper guy, Action Bronson. I'm like, whatever, but okay, he's gonna come to my restaurant. Right. Come to my restaurant, we act we act the jack, jackass. It's fun. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. He is tries yeah. to score some weed off my cooks. Right. <laughs> like you do, like you do. Like, I mean, come on, they're line cooks and he's he's a rapper. Um, and then come to find out, he's extremely popular, especially with the kids. Yeah. So people to this day are like, hey man, I saw you with Action, and I think they're gonna say Top Chef. Yeah. But so it's it's, it's mostly Top Chef, and then there's like Action Bronson right after that. He's yeah. Dude calls me on my, ber- on my birthday. He is a sweet
1: dude. No, he's a, he's, he's a, a real deal, dude. Man. Yeah. He's a real deal. Like, and his, uh, you know, there are a lot of people in our or in our orbit, right, who get into the food game. Because they have nothing else going on or because their career needs a little lift or whatever. I don't think – that's not the case for him. He's still, like, crushing the charts as a hip-hop artist. Right. But also just happens to really love, uh, you know, cooking and eating and and hanging out with restaurant folks, right? And knows his food. Exactly. really does know
3: his food. So even though he he creates kind of a persona of that action Bronson is, you know, deep down inside, he's got this legitimate food and wine knowledge.
1: Right. Which is great. What was it when he – so when he was – last time he was here with you, what what did you guys – what did you eat? Uh, so we, 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 could, we
3: did the lamb neck. He, he specifically came over because no one else was doing lamb neck at the time. Oh, okay. I did, I did a whole braised lamb neck. You're right. And at first, I was I honestly, when I first opened, I was throwing them away. People wouldn't order them. Okay. So I said, no. This was a long not. time ago. Though. This was eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago. Eight God. years ago. Seven years ago when we shot the show. Um, so people didn't get it. I had a great question. You're like this. People ask me all the time. So what cut of the lamb is the neck? Yeah, that's And great. I had to look like visually grab my neck and go, neck. Nah. Right, yeah. Next, it's like, can
1: you explain oxtail? Where, yeah, where, yeah. where, where, where we're exactly gonna hate that one
3: even worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, where does you, it, like, you think you didn't like the next, but, but now nowadays people people actually trust me. Yeah. So I have an oxtail dish with sweetbreads on, and it's it's flying out the uh, out the window. Right. Yeah. And pe- uh, I sell tripe, and I can sell brains, ooh, and I can ooh. sell okay. all kinds of stuff. Well, then that's because people trust me now.
1: Right. Now they trust. But me. in 2013, 2012, no. there was a challenge. people were like oh Although, my god. Although I will say there's a there's a different trust level. When it comes from whether it's tails or necks to brains
3: or tripe, right? Like that's a big jump. It's a big jump, and then you're selling tripe, which is I, 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 okay. I, I can <laughs> give, I can give away tripe, so <laughs> sometimes I put tripe on the meat board, which is a selection of seven different meats. Right. So they'll eat it in small amounts. Got it. A Big bowl Got of tripe. Let's be honest Ooh. with each other. Yeah, yeah. A bit much. It is a bit much,
1: right? I mean, yeah. you're, And you're, do you, uh, I mean, it's a meatery, but I mean, I, I've eaten your food. Your food's delicious. It's, I mean, is it? It's not necessarily awful driven
3: right no it's not awful driven but we don't leave them out right Uh, another story about another dish one of the best better salads that the meat man created was a coffee chicken gizzard salad with ham hock vinaigrette and warm spinach it was delicious rant people uh, you know not people because no no one ever ordered it but I had food critics and all my, my, my loyal customers come in to eat it Best saddle on the planet couldn't give one away to a normal customer. Eventually, had to take it off the menu. Okay, and that upsets me. Yeah, because you create something and you go through it, and you take this off kilter part and you make it delicious, but the crowds are like gizzards. I don't know. So even even I have my my limits to what I can sell.
1: Right, barely
3: though, barely though, because the restaurant
1: we're here at the end of a lunch shift, and like you can hear it on the audio, like there's a bunch of people in here having a good time. Oh, having a good
3: time. Yeah, yeah. We so good, consistent quality food. Huh?
1: Now. Uh, The fact that you're all over the media, like you talked about, how much has something like, you know, your epic run on Top Chef and and all of your TV appearances, how
3: much does that affect the business side of the restaurant? Um, One was about a year after Top Chef aired. We had one month increase by 110 percent. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's hard to track how much. But it was definitely night and day. Okay, it was. I mean, um, we were just completely blown out of the water. First, when we opened up, we were ninety percent uh, local. Okay, ninety we percent around, around around the neighborhood. We were just a neighborhood restaurant, and every once in a while, we we get a tourist. And now it's fifty fifty. So, and and most of that's Top Chef, and other and you know, of course the other little TV adventures. Yeah, yeah. Food Network, Munchies. All
1: Dude, the you're other killing it. Stuff you're I, one of you're one of the few people though who did like almost automatically too, like turn your Top Chef times into, like, a lot of exposure, dude. Like, like I mean, just because of... Why?
3: Um, I know why, but why, why do you think? I, I think it's just because what people saw on TV and when they come meet me, they say, hey, you're the same guy. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I didn't do any acting on Top Chef. Of course. And I don't do any acting on the Today Show or wherever else I do. It's just me. You're just gonna get. I'm a just. I'm a smart ass. It wasn't good in high school, but who knew that it would be good? for <laughs> – exactly. It's good for TV. People like to meet me. I can make friends with a rock. Nice. So when people come sit down, either meet me or see me on television, meet me at Restaurant Depot get, Hey, like you seem just like like you on TV. Like I am. I can't turn this shit off. Right. I'm just a fucking. I'm, I'm a muppet. Yeah. And I'm a muppet <laughs> who can cook. Like, yes. like I'm not just a pretty face, Richard. Right. Uh, but uh, and you're that too. And you're that too. Yeah. So you know, I, I guess this combination of just you know simple jackassery combined with I really can cook and I really am a nice guy you can ask everybody around New Orleans you won't find one person who says I don't like Isaac tubes because I've just been the nice guy I'm just right. a nice guy
1: hey Jasmine uh, there's some bacon on the stove there's some scrambled eggs and they're all been cooked with our new Anilon pans I saw I yeah. think
2: you should actually give it a try of how well they clean oh
1: yeah <laughs> Oh, was that, <laughs> so this is a commentary on the fact this that... Is, I saw
2: all that on the stove. That
1: I got up early. I haven't been home in a while. I cooked breakfast uh, on our Anilon Advanced Home Cookware. Uh, and Jasmine Blaze is letting me know that I have not clean yeah. them. Well, complete here's the a great circle. thing. The Anilon Advanced Home Cookware uh, is easy to cook on. Food slides right off of it. Those bacon, scrambled eggs. These can be things that are challenging to cook for for the moderately successful home cook. Yes. Uh, and sometimes even harder to clean. But with the Analon Advanced Home Cookware. They're also easy to clean, Jasmine.
2: All right. This well, is, I can't wait to see. Yeah, this
1: is not going to be hard. <laughs> Don't worry about those. Uh, that bean burrito that I made back yeah, there. Yeah, there are three pots.
2: That. There are three.
1: On yeah. the Analon Advanced Home Cookware uh, line right behind me. Here's the deal, guys. You can get $50 off an 11-piece set. You can shop in-store and online at national retailers like Bed Bath & Beyond and Macy's or visit com for more information. Watch. I'm going to go clean these Analon pans right now. I'm going to watch. Well, it was also helped, like, I mean, to have... Uh, like I'm here this weekend for Emerald, you know, doing the Carnaval de Vend with him tomorrow and stuff like that. Like he he's a pretty big supporter, right? He he was like right there telling you that yeah, doing the forward for the the cookbook. Yeah, wrote the forward to the cookbook. Absolutely, so, yeah. How 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 does did you ever think like have you ever had like a pinch me moment when you're like Emerald's writing the forward for my book or I'm on this TV show or um
3: you. Kn- I mean, it, it, it all comes so subtly. Right, you know, right. It, it comes and, and it happens. And you're like, okay, that's cool. And then you wake up the next day and you go, oh, my God. Emma nice. was writing the foreword in my cookbook. Or, oh, my God, I'm on the, in this show. So it always hits late. Got kind it, kind got of like it. like the first time I got my James Beard nomination. The very first time I was in this restaurant, I was sick. Sick as a dog. Of, right. Course, right. And of course, I'm at work. Yeah. And my wife comes up, hey, you just got nominated for a James Beard award. And I literally said to my wife, I'm really not in the mood for jokes. Right. <laughs> nice, I'm really not, baby. D- don't just don't. And she's like, no, really, no, really. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay, that's cool. And I work, and I wake up the next morning. And like,
1: right. Like, oh, like almost oh. it's like
3: a via satellite delayed yeah, reaction. Yeah, totally. Yeah, lag. Right. <laughs> it's lag. Uh, but you know, it's it's crazy. You know, it's crazy amount of like, I I, I say fame in air quotes, but I, I, you get a little taste of it, and it's weird and it's intoxicating and it's you know people get weird. You know more than me people get weird about it you know people were posting like pictures of what they thought was my house here's where chef isaac lives so I'm oh like, wow, wow no don't, see don't do that yeah you know i haven't i've had i've had a crying baby in an airport run trying to run, oh, try, okay. run trying to make a plane people were flagging me down for a selfie and i'm like 99 percent of the time i would take a <laughs> selfie with everybody because that's that's part of it that's yeah. part of it but it's like i got a crying kid show some decency. yeah no that
1: is okay you had the crying yeah that yeah. makes um, but people love you. They don't, you know. Like I, I was just talking this with another chef. Like you know, it's like it's their one moment to see someone that they love, a celebrity. Um, but it can it can get hard. The whole taking pictures of your house
3: stuff. That's people, where it gets. There's always a little, a, there's always a couple of weirdos. No matter yeah. what you do, there's people like like when you you post videos on um, on YouTube. You always get some haters. Of course, of course. You always get some haters, yeah. and that's how you know you've made it, it, actually. That's how you know you've made it. Bingo. you got haters.
1: Bingo, absolutely. Well, you might appreciate this. I haven't – this just happened like three days ago. We got our – I say we, but I got my first death threat. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, same, like I mean, and it's – I haven't had one of those, dude. You beat and, You me. know, it's, it, it seems like it was uh, and, it, and it's it, – I'm hoping, obviously, that it was – seemed like an accidental maybe email. It didn't make much sense. But it's still sent to me. And it's yeah, like, that's a bit it's much. Like, that's kind of crazy. That's like that's like, and then you start thinking about people that are you know at at a high level of celebrity, at an A list level. Oh my god! Like, yeah, what is what is my mentor Chef Emeril? What is he? I don't. He can't go to the gas station. One hundred percent, and so much so much pressure too. Like even on my way in here, talking about, hey, Emerald's my friend, and like, uh, there becomes there becomes a lot of responsibility that you have to own. Do you feel like you like you have this responsibility now to be? Like obviously, you go on Top Chef, you're representing New Orleans uh, to the ninth degree, and then you come off of it with success. You're all over the media. Like, do you feel like this pressure that you have to represent this like iconic food
3: city? Um, I feel a responsibility. I wouldn't say pressure because okay. I, I've always been kind of repping the 504 and Cajun of and Cajun country. So nice. I've always I've been repping it before I had it before I had a name. Right. I'm, I'm talking like, no man, we got killer oysters. We got some of the best shrimp on the planet we got the bounty of the Mississippi. we we got our prairies where we, we roast our pigs. So I've always been, you know, people say, like, oh, man, I'm going whole hog. I'm like, Cage has been doing that since day one, 300 years ago. Right. What are you doing with the rest <laughs> of the hog? <laughs> right. Yeah, you're just using that as a buzzword. Cage is like, you th- what do you do with the head? You throwing it away? We're making hogs head cheese, Jack. Right. So I've always been that, and, and now I have a voice. Um, I feel it's my responsibility to go even further. So now we're talking about saving the wetlands, and that's kind of my personal... Anytime someone asks, like, what are, you, what are you looking at? I'm like, we're losing a football field every couple of hours right. of wetlands, and if we don't do something now, it's already, gonna, like, mostly ir- ir- irreplaceable damage. There's right. so no going back, but maybe mm. we can stem the tide.
1: Okay, so that, so I love that, that you actually, you know, you don't feel pressure, but now you have this bigger responsibility where, you know, you, you have the ability to, to affect how people are caring for their environment or bringing a situation to someone's awareness that they might not have.
3: Right, I, I, I think no. that's a personal responsibility. Anybody that has a voice, you know, you know, pick whatever you want, but it is a responsibility. Right. You no, know, it's this is my land. It's not only it's my land, it's my heritage. It's also how I, I make my money. You know, it's it's all of that. It's right. Physical land. It's 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 cultural heritage, and it's literally I get my shellfish and seafood from the damn Mississippi River, De- River Delta. Right. So it's, it's important. Let, that's that's um,
1: what about when it comes to I and mean, one of the things I, I I I mean I know that a big portion of the secret of your success has been all these things you're saying. Like, it it boils down to one word, authenticity, Mm -hmm. right? You are who you are. You were before you were in front of a camera. You still are. Is there any, uh, any, uh, like, pressure or feedback from, like, your team? Like, do you have to be more careful like do you have to edit the authenticity now because you 're more exposed the restaurant's are more popular
3: you 're on more media outlets or um honestly no okay I, what's, what's best it's is, amazing what's best is I get when people have seen the other stuff I have it's like no we actually want you to be one hundred percent raw yeah i've turned down other TV opportunities and say hey we want you to be like Quiet and calm and reserved. I'm like, you need to call somebody else. Right. Cause really? Th- okay. That's, that's not going to work Not that you turn me. it down, but that someone would see you and say, turn it so, down. So you see, exactly. Well, like, you, you want somebody serious, you call, call, Hu- call Hubert Keller. Call Thomas Keller. Call right. one of those guys <laughs> who, who are staunch and, you, know, and, and you, you want some super detail. Call Ew. me when you want to learn how to roast a pig when I'm half drunk on beer. All right. Um, I, will, I, I will say I, I have learned to uh, cut out the Fs. Yeah. Cut out okay. The F's the shiz. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that, that's can, and I'm raising children. Yeah. Well, so so, so both of all I, for I, both reasons. I cuss more around my children than I do on TV. Yeah. But uh, but sometimes on some videos they say no no bring the F. Yeah. Bring
1: no it F. is I, you know what okay so this is I'm gonna take you again. I I wish I had half of your authenticity to be honest, but like. The, the, the F-bomb, the F-word is something that comes up. I don't know why we're saying F-word. We could, we could curse here if we wanted to. But um, it comes up when I'm on stage live, mostly like in a corporate environment where I've had one or two emails come. And I, I might say in a 45-minute live show, I might drop one F-bomb. But I had one email once that was like, oh, the client was a little surprised that you said that. And, never been in a kitchen, right? No, but I was, and also like one. It's a, it's, you drop one to be also honest. Like it's a part of a bit. Like it's kind of a crucial word for what, like what's going on in the bit. Oh, gotcha. Um, and, but then it makes you think, like, oh wow, you know, I, I wonder if I and if I need to just, like pull back on that. And then, you just mentioned it. Kids are right. the ultimate because I've had kids on my show, and I'm like, oh man, now I can't. No, I can't do that one little bit. Yeah. Or kids, close your ears. I'm going to say one bad word. <laughs> so that changes it a little bit. Huh? Changes
3: it a little bit. But, you know, you, you, you find, you find it, there's ways to, be, uh, to get that point across without the actual word. But sometimes, you're right. There is. The fuck's necessary. Yes,
1: that's, that's right. That's, that's what the fuck is up. Uh, but although it does, I mean, and you're like, uh, you consider yourself, um, like, do you dabble in the world of comedy? Because you're funny. Uh, you're, the, you're like you're the, you're the hundredth person to
3: bring it up. Oh no, sorry about and that. I've al- no, I've always yeah. wanted to do it, but I can't. I can't, can't write jokes. Like I, I may have written a, one joke one time. You want to hear my joke? It's terrible. <laughs> Ask me if I like my steak, Pittsburgh. Do you like your steak, Pittsburgh? Very rarely. <laughs> That's it. That's the only joke I've, I've ever. It's good. Written. It's it's all right. I mean, you I'm know, more of a I'm more of a, a counter puncher. Right. They put me in the room with somebody, and I can make them laugh just by talking back and forth. But I. I, like, well, that's a, what it's all about. I've got a couple jokes in the book of old that are Boudreau and Thibodeau jokes. They could be frickin' frack or, or Ben and Jerry. But Boudreau and Thibodeau, Thibodeau are like the quintessential Cajun jokes. So I know the, all the old jokes, but like, right. writing a new joke and going on stand up, like, yeah. I, I couldn't do. Nice. You, you, you'd prefer to be like Second City, like doing improv with four other people. I might be able to do comedy writing with, with, a, with a bunch of people in a group. I'm like, hey, I got a smart ass idea. That's how I come up with. stuff. I'm
1: surprised. So, has have you ever done? Has anyone reached out for you to like help sort of craft a voice for a Cajun character somewhere? Or no, but that would be cool. Anybody out there? Exactly. That's what I'm doing. I'm right now marketing Harry Sure for you. You know me because you know there is characters. You would be surprised at this, and I'm, you're the only person I can really share this with. I just did a big social media like you know my, like, like my team did a deep dive on like all of my metrics and who, who, who listens to the podcast and who likes the Instagram posts all this and for some reason I rate really well in the category and this is this is the metric of Cajun Creole I have no idea why okay but I mean I, I'm honored
3: roll with it I, that's what I'm saying like, roll I, like, with I, it I don't know why in the world it is but every I, time I'm I get an honor or award or something like that somebody <laughs> mentions me I'm like roll with it who cares how you got it? Like, apparently, I'm big. I'm big, I'm big in a, a, a little town in Italy. No, no reason. It's like uh, this uh, time uh, Italy wanted me like a, a cultural ambassador. I'm like, I don't know anyone, or maybe someone saw me in a chef who was high up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, rolling with it. Yeah, I like that. You want to call? You want to call me up and bring me to Milan? Did you end up going up there? I mean, no, no, it ended up fizzling. Okay. But at the same time, you're like, how do you? How do these connections get made? Yeah. Right. And, and then, but then you go, who cares? Go with
1: it. Right. Well, a lot of this, especially from, I mean, now you're doing so many things, but from Top Chef, you know, I mean, these shows air in other, other countries and other places. And sometimes years behind when they air here, right? Yes. So I'm sure you, got the, you get those emails that like, are like from all South this. America right now. And it's like, I, I love I, you. I, I'm watching I you I get right them a now. lot, right. Right. Especially now with uh, all the like, reruns just airing in perpetuity.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, um, and, and that's another thing we always, we always said, whatever comes out our way, you do. Unless you want money,
1: right? Okay.
3: <laughs> hey, we want to come over with this, and we didn't need, we need a fee. I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. So I did Top Chef, and I do like every radio program, and every local news program, every newspaper, every magazine that calls up wants a question, wants a sentence, wants a recipe. You mm. do it because you never know who's reading it, you never know who's watching it, and well, pr- that's the, a- pr- the proof is in the pudding. Yeah,
1: that's a great lesson though, because I do feel like you're, and you and I share that uh, ideology, but. There are a lot of people that then when they achieve a little bit of success or notoriety they stop doing almost all of that stuff. Right, you got to keep it going. Is it ego? What, do you, what is it? What do you think that oh, is? Oh
3: yeah, that ego is my favorite drug. People ask me what's my favorite drugs so we in the service industry. I'm, I'm supposed to say caffeine, nicotine, or cocaine. Right. Uh, and ego is my favorite drug, but it's a dangerous one. Right. Because a little bit of ego, then well, that instills my confidence. Okay. Yeah. Right. You need that allows you need me to, to go go and speak in front of a thousand people. And I'm like, no, I got this. Yeah. All good. Or go do a Top Chef and not freak out. In fact, have a good time and. And, uh, and and crush it, uh, but too much. Oh, then the, your, bit, your britches get too big, and your ego swells, and you start saying stupid shit. And then you then you start leaving out those little things that put you on the map.
1: Mm, so mm.
3: luckily, I have two kids and uh, uh these, Amazing, these yeah, beautiful. two kids and, and a beautiful wife who keep me fucking grounded. Yes, like kid, The kids don't care. I'll have fans come up to me and friends. My Mel is like, Dad, is that one of your friends? I'm like, Yeah. Can we go get cheese at the cheese shop now? I'm like, No, they, they don't care. <laughs> no, not they I still go home and pick up laundry off the floor. Yeah, that's humble.
1: Yes, that is. And I share that with you. Same thing. Uh, Do your kids love? My kids are notorious for not always liking everything that I cook.
3: Oh, same. (laughs) We we all kids are all the same. My kids are on the on the half eccentric side and half like they don't want to eat broccoli. No one wants to eat broccoli. Yeah, but they'll go to the sushi restaurant and my eldest will eat seven orders of hamachi. Right, right. But no soy sauce. Right. And and no rice. She just picks like I get her sashimi. She'll just eat like unseasoned fish and just powder it in her mouth. My mm-hmm. little my little my little one last night ate a whole plate of escargot. Right. Oh, well, there you go. But 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 we had to, like until last week we, they were crying over cheeseburgers. I'm like, you guys are killing me. Right. C- you'll, over you'll, a- eat, you'll eat the weird stuff, but you won't eat a cheese or, or pizza with sauce on it. But right. You might as well just shoot them.
1: <laughs> if they're sauce, oh, that's if that, there's sauce they, on, they on have it, they cheese cheese and bread. Okay. So, so they're anti tomato sauce on pizza. Right. I love that.
3: That's, that's a little... But they'll eat raw tomatoes. <sighs> right. One, I'm sorry. One of them eats raw tomatoes. So I got standard, standard parenting problems, but, but also my kids will eat some eccentric that's stuff. That's good to hear. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, that's, we're all that's, in that's the what same what I tell boat. People. They
1: do. I feel, I feel like the general person thinks that like chef's kids are only eating bone marrow and escargot. No, chef's kids are I'm curious are about the escargot because we, we went to Paris a couple years ago, and my youngest... Like, did you tell them that escargot is snail? Absolutely or? not. Okay, right, okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> so they eat it, they and eat then it. they're like, oh, that's pretty delicious. Right. What is that? Lots of garlic and butter? and Exactly. And then they're like, hey, Dad, what is it? Yeah, we, we,
3: they, don't, <laughs> they don't ask. All right. Don't, oh, don't, so they still don't know? Don't ask, don't tell. I mean, I mean uh, my, my, my eldest knows it's raw fish.
1: Oh, oh there you go. Okay. And so so she, she knows what's going on. Right. Right. I love that, yeah. So, like, I'm, I, my youngest is a much more adventurous, and I, I actually... When I tell her it's weird stuff, she has this like fear factor. Like, oh, yeah, even more. Like I want it now even more. So, oh really? Oh, snails. I, I usually play with them in the front yard, but
3: definitely I'm gonna eat one of those right now. See, so we can't. try to feed it to him first, and then tell him.
1: Yeah, I think that's what most. Yes. That's what most parents are doing. Agreed. Right? And, it's, uh, it's
3: whatever it takes, right? Whatever yeah. it takes to get the, the fruit and the veg in them.
1: I always say, like, deception when it comes to, like, kids' nutrition is fine. Like, grind up vegetables, put it in a sauce, not tomato sauce, totally. as far as your kids are concerned. Totally. But, but maybe They make a, pizza crust made out of
3: cauliflower nowadays. I'm going to tell you, we sneak that shit in. Okay. First of all, thoughts on that, because that's a <laughs> hot topic right now. Right. Thoughts on cauliflower pizza crust. Go ahead. Cauliflower's in everything right now. Yes. And you know what? And that's okay. Okay. And that's okay. Nice. Does it taste good? Yeah. Does it take if it, if it tastes good, I'm into it. You right. Know, if you're just going to serve, honestly. Steamed cauliflower, to me, does suck. Yes. But raw, 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 raw cauliflower and, and some and some sour cream ranch dip, right. delicious. Charred cauliflower, cauliflower rice, pan-fried and butter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cauliflower crust, even put cauliflower in boudin nowadays. And everybody else was hating on it. And right. I'm like, well, did you taste it? Right. Well, no, I just hate it. I'm like, you're breaking the rule.
1: Right. Taste so, it first. So replacing the, replacing the rice with cauliflower or a portion of it? Right, right. right. I mean, it makes sense. It right? does, and I although ha- it doesn't have that like rice and or oats like sort of mimic like it's, that fatty texture, it's not gonna texture. have the
3: flavor. But I wouldn't right. say it's bad. You put you put good quality boudin and mix it with some cauliflower, you're gonna be just fine, right? You know, don't eat yeah. something just because you're supposed yeah. to hate it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, I, I like your hot take on. I Pineapple I thought, on pizza is another
1: one. Oh wait, okay. Oh, wait, well, first of all, you're getting into some hot yeah, hot yeah, topics. Let's go. Are you ready? Okay, so like, fight me. So if you're down on if you're down with cauliflower pizza and then mm-hmm. i'm assuming you're down with pineapple on pizza as
3: well i'm, I'm not only i'm down with the uh, pineapple on pizza i'm down with the, the entire thought process the concept because pineapple goes well on ham on during christmas yeah okay
1: that's but that's where it ends. pineapple
3: goes on good good in salsa with your taco right okay pineapple, sure, sure. pineapple go i, I <laughs> grill pick and pickle pineapple and put it on meat board yeah and put it with red pepper spread uh-huh. so if you're saying one ingredient doesn't go on one object well, then what, which one of those is bad? Is right. the pineapple bad or is the pizza bad? Mm, mm, you so know it's... I'm disagreeing with the whole thought process of how we got there. How do we get the pineapple? You don't like pineapple and pizza? Don't order it, right? But hating on someone
1: else for liking something? Well, because Isaac, it takes it away from being authentic. Once, once there's
3: pineapple on pizza, it's not Italian pizza anymore. Who cares? Right? Who cares? Right. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a, we're in a Cajun bistro right now. Right. I serve uh, lamb neck. It's braised Spanish style with tomato, red wine, and a shit ton of anchovies. Mm, yeah, that's not that's not Cajun. Right. No one cares. Right. <laughs> exactly. No one cares. I, I have some crab claws, but right now they're marinated in ginger and lemongrass. That's right. not Cajun. Right. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares, right. but, do, but I mean, do
1: you because uh, Cajun cuisine, as like there's so much history in certain dishes in New Orleans, you don't get anyone who's in here and and, and challenges you on something being not authentic. Well, I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the, the the
3: the slight the slight education because. Uh, New Orleans is, is a combination of Creole and Cajun. Copy. And Irish and Jewish and, and right now Vietnamese. New Orleans has always been co- cuisine of immigrants. And that's right. something that's very important. And so is Cajuns. So the Cajuns, we originally we are about 200 miles east of here in a Acadiana or Cajun country. Okay. It's only about 100 miles square. And that's going to make everybody mad who's not in that little small area. Just because you're from Louisiana doesn't mean you're Cajun. Mm. I've said it. You can find me. I'm Cajun as they get. Right. So we come from <clears throat> France. Then France to Nova Scotia, where we got kicked out. And I don't know if you've been to Canada. I don't know how hard it is to get kicked out of Canada, but yeah. goddamn, it was the British. We don't blame you Canadians. We love you. Um, we got kicked out of Nova Scotia, and then we came down to South Louisiana, where we took all of our, our French classic techniques, the ruse and the stocks and the sauces, and then we transformed them to like, well, what do we got over here? Where our Native Americans uh, are friends of, uh, they're, um, they've got corn and they've got pigs. Well, let's use that. Oh, look, there's wild crawfish. Let's cook that. Look what grows right here, peppers and sugarcane. People ask me all the time, why so much rice? Why so much sugarcane? It grows down here really well. (laughs) Right, Same with the pigs. And so we we adapted with the Native Americans. And then we adapted with our Mexican cousins. People say, Mexican cuisine and Cajun? I'm like, have you looked at a map? Right. (laughs) We're right there. Right. People don't think tamales are mm-hmm. Cajun street food. Tamales are very much Cajun street food. I was, yeah, honestly, uh,
1: on the way here, because I walked a couple blocks, mm-hmm. and I, I swear I passed, like, three tamales
3: stand kiosk sort of right. things. And so when the Cajuns, of course, then came to New Orleans. They, right. it, it, this town's booming. And then now you have the Creoles, which have, you know, the Spanish, African-American, Caribbean island influences. And then we all melded together for New Orleans. What you get a lot of times is a, a melding of all the cuisines. Now, uh, me, Donald Link, a couple other people are really doing, you know, as authentic as possible. But even then, we kind of break off. Right. You know, yeah, I got boudin cracklins on my menu. Those are, those are as Cajun as they get. But I've also got, you know, confit chicken from from France. Right. And I've got, <laughs> you know, Spanish-braised lamb neck. And I use anchovies from Madrid. And my Dijon, my, my Dijon mustard comes from Dijon. Right. So I'm not afraid to, to break the boundaries. And I'm always cooking with a Cajun heart, but I like using different ingredients.
1: Right. Is it okay for me to put some Cajun spices in mayonnaise and call it Cajun-ace? Why not?
3: Okay. Why not? I've I, I right, cle- cleared that you, one through you. are okay. the, guy that, you're the guy that come up, I'm the guy that come up with, come up with, <laughs> <laughs> with bananas and clam-ace. Clam-ace. Right. Clam- <laughs> nice. Clam-ace. Clam-ace. Okay. Now, clam-ace cool. is, is, is dynamite. clam is much better than bananas. I wish I oh. had come up with that on the show. Yeah. So clam-ace is you take clams... You poach them off, you open them up, you take, yes. the, you take the, the liquor, you strain it through a coffee filter because it's really sandy. And I put saffron in it because it would be gray. Yeah. Saffron turns it yellow. Sure. So I take it down to almost all sec, to only a couple tablespoons, and I make aioli with that. Mm. And it's got this wonderful, intense seafood flavor. Yeah. That is just dynamite. Yeah. And, and if people like clam the fuck are you smoking, Isaac? Like, well, I'm smoking stuff from California. <laughs> But that's the clam <laughs> is dynamite. Right. So, like,
1: yeah, that's genius. Don't dude.
3: screw with it if it, it might sound stupid. A lot of things sound stupid, but a lot of things are actually amazing. Right.
1: No, that dude, you get the salinity of the ocean. You're getting all that umami. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, whether it's crawfish head mayonnaise or something like that, lobster. Why not? Right, why not? Why right. not? Hey, uh, listen, we have so many amazing sponsors. One of my favorites, you know this, native. Uh, deodorant, Jasmine. Uh, Yes, definitely. Uh, Kind of amazing. They have over 9,000 five-star reviews. I'm pretty sure that I wrote at least one of them, right? You probably uh, wrote at least another one. Yeah. And what is Native known for, Jasmine? Uh,
2: Well, they they don't have any of those horrible chemicals in them, like nice natural deodorant, and they they smell wonderful.
1: Exactly. It's kind of amazing. I think you introduced this into our household, and then it showed up as a podcast sponsor. Amazing. Um, Of course, we love the fact that it's all natural stuff, but we also love the fact that the flavors and I'm using the word flavors here, are really creative. Don't eat Coconut, your deodorant. Yeah, don't eat your deodorant though. Yeah. Coconut and vanilla, That's one mine. of your favorites. Uh, lavender and rose, it's a little, uh, I'll be honest, it's a little too grandma's purse for me, sure. but some people love lavender and rose. Yeah. Cucumber and mint, sounds like a ceviche, but my favorite eucalyptus and mint just the Mm -hmm. smell of eucalyptus is something that's really really amazing uh i just took our last my last little nub of the eucalyptus and mint deodorant you know how when the deodorant gets all the way down and there's there's nothing left, but you can just scrape out a little bit of the Mm -hmm. insides oh yeah guys this is a true story this is how much that i love native deodorant that i just scooped out the inside of my last eucalyptus um flavored Eucalyptus and mint flavored native native deodorant. Uh, so listen, here's the deal. Um, you're going to go on over, you can go over to the Instagram page if you want, uh, see what they're all about. But native is a product that we're uh, standing behind right here. So here's how you're going to do it. Everyone for 20% off your first purchase, you're going to go to native use the promo code starving. Uh, and then what you're going to do is, uh, get some amazing deodorant sent to your house. It's pretty, pretty, uh, smellingly amazing. delicious. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Okay, well, let's get into... Um, you're
1: breaking down a lot for me. Cajun versus Creole is, is one of those things that's very confusing to me. So I'm going to present a couple dishes to you. This one, this game is going to be called... Uh, Exactly, exactly, or exactly not. Okay. However, you like want to it. break it down. I like it. I'll bring down what is a traditional dish, and I'm just going to say New Orleans. It might be Cajun, it might be Creole. You can educate all of us on it, and you break break it down on how maybe not, maybe exactly not do it, like a okay. bad rendition of this thing. How about that? Because I think you'll you'll have a better take on it. I, uh, the proverbial crawfish boil. Mm-hmm. How do how do you exactly not do it?
3: Oh, exactly not. Oh, okay, okay. Now that I might be fu- that might be fun. right wow. Like, like how does
1: someone? How does someone? Like, what's the mistake they make if uh, someone's in
3: Ohio and they want to do a crawfish boil? The, the big mistake is using liquid crab boil. Okay, all right. Don't use it; it's disgusting. Mm. Is this like and liquid pour, smoke? And I'll sort prove of, it to you. Okay, liquid smoke made right is actually can be pretty good. So yeah. uh, that's another conversation. <laughs> I like this. It's getting hot. It's getting hot yeah. up here. But um, so. Cajun boil. And I, you know, I'm going to probably upset some sponsors. I don't have any yet, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the liquid Cajun boil is you know, supposed to be spiced, but it's always got too much clove with too much stuff in it. Mm. Use dry spices and good vinegar. Okay. So it's not so much how, how not to do it. How you do it. Is, uh, is, is you boil it first In some seasoning Don't overcook the crawfish Everybody tends to overcook crawfish but Then you have to let them soak In a liquid okay. That you want them to soak in Due to thermodynamics And this is where I'm going to sound Slightly smart So when you uh, When you When you heat up things Except for Except for water Of course They expand So just So your crawfish carapace Expands when you heat it And as it's cooling down Whatever it's cooling down in Is going to suck up the sauces So I do a Kind of a marinate Afterwards so after I boil them, you just boil them in salted seasoned water, honestly. That's going to part a little bit of salt, a little bit of seasoning, but it's what you do after. So you do lemon juice, vinegar, spices. This is after the this soak or at- during the soak? This is during the soak. This okay. is the soak. So, you, yeah. bo- so you, you, you boil your crawfish, you dump them in your ice chest, and you, I pour white wine vinegar, lots of lemon juice, and lots of spice, and you give that... I just a good shake every couple minutes for 20 minutes, and by that time, due to thermodynamics, that liquid starts to get sucked into mm. the crawfish. Mm. So a lot of people you eat their crawfish and they're good, but it's just the outside. So you have to like lick the outside and then eat the crawfish tails, where my crawfish are good inside now. Oh, so this makes me want to like
1: throw some in a cryovac and do some even okay, like take okay, it to okay the okay, okay, okay so you, had, you got it. me on that that's it <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> exactly
3: not richard <laughs> exactly not okay break it down the crawfish no I, boil. I just i just never done that i mean yeah. i guess you could
1: no but I, it's kind of what you're saying is like you're soaking you're, you're putting all of the the, the liquid inside
3: of inside the of the body you, and, of the you crawfish you to suck it up
1: unbelievable when when is uh i'm assuming you throw some massive crawfish oh, boil oh yeah
3: man that's 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 the thing i don't i don't to throw as many because i'm so busy nowadays but right. It's uh, people. I'm pretty sure you get this question all the time. People ask me all the time, and I always get the answer, and it sounds cliche. They always give you the, what's your favorite thing to cook? And I hate that question because they ask it to you every time. But it's always been crawfish. Yeah, it, it, because yeah. you can bowl 60 pounds of crawfish with a beer in your shorts outside, yeah. music playing, Tom Hawk's being thrown, kids playing around, old men telling lives, women gossiping. <laughs> and it's a family affair you have yeah. 20 people over you're drinking you're having a great time and that's what's my favorite thing to cook absolutely make,
1: making it easy and enjoying a company which as you can tell that you you understand hospitality
3: right? it, we just want to make people communal. happy yeah, KG yeah cooking is communal that's what people don't get and so it's like you don't make a pot of gumbo you make a pot of gumbo yes and you yes. have people
1: over the biggest and, pot you can yeah, find you're,
3: you're the, the big <laughs> the big cast iron so it's always been communal dude uh okay
1: the snowball the snowball I, what exactly is the snowball?
3: Now, it depends on where you're from. It's a snowball or a snow cone. Okay. But <laughs> it's always in a ball format at the top, even if it's called a snow cone, so I never caught that All right. maneuver. Um, and it, it's, if, if you don't enjoy them, then you never spend a summer down here. Ah. So that's, that's what it is. And that's why I like uh, the, uh, the mint julep, because it's the adult snow cone. We serve ah. them in the restaurant. So the snow cone is it's shaved ice, and it's got to be properly shaved. Okay. If it's too big and chunky, then it, 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 you have to crunch into it. And then it's cheap, and then it's not worth it. It should melt in your mouth, kind of like sorbet, but it's, it's rougher than sorbet. So you, you pack this wonderful shave, it's almost like snow, into a big cup, and you pour whatever flavored syrup you like, and a lot of it. Got a it. A lot of it. And yours is bourbon and mint. or uh, what, Bourbon or... and mint, but if, if, but if I'm going with, without alcohol, I get pineapple, you or, love pineapple, dude. I do. <laughs> or, or Cajun Red Hot. And that's not, you don't get that flavor a lot, a lot outside. Ooh. You ever had atomic fireball candy? Yes. So, now, atomic fireball candy in liquid format. So it's like, ooh, cinnamon. Oh, it is spicy. Yeah. So it's spicy, it's sweet, and it's ice cold and refreshing. And we even sweating, especially on the line. We've got a snowball shop right across the street. Right. you sweating on the line, you get your large snow coming, It might save your life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Or at exactly. least save
1: you from changing into one more shirt that day. <laughs>
3: right, right. That's it, why I wear black. Yeah, it gets
1: steamy. <laughs> it gets steamy. Although today it's freezing. No, today it's great. This is we're, not freezing okay. for us. This is, right. this is just fine. But for us. It's a, it is a mistake, as someone who lived in Atlanta for a while, you come down to New Orleans or Houston or Atlanta or Dallas, and people forget that it gets cold down here, too. A it's a couple not, of
3: weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, what about the uh, – what exactly is the hurricane? Should it be a drink associated with NOLA or what? Uh, exactly not.
3: <laughs> um, maybe the original one that was served in Pat O's way back in the day could have been a good drink. But that's not what you're going to get nowadays. You're going to get some red food coloring and some cheap alcohol, and it's going to cost you 12 bucks, right. and It's going to be in a big glass, which you can take home. You get a cup. <laughs> right. <laughs> You do get a cup, though. You get a souvenir. You, you get a cup. Um, but, you know, if, if, I, if I had a proper bartender make me a proper Hurricane, it would be lovely. But that's not what you're going to get when you go to the French Quarter. Also, don't get a hand grenade. And I'm sorry, the hand grenade, people. It's a terrible <laughs> drink.
1: <laughs> well, these are the things that you only find uh, on Bourbon Street, I'm assuming, right? Or, or around or the touristy sort of tourist
3: trap. It's a touristy drink.
1: All right. How about this one? This is iconic. And... Uh, how do you exactly make
3: a good beignet? What is the secret to oh. the beignet? Oh, so I exactly don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, so I, I am admittedly not any type of baker. Okay. So, you know, I, I make good cornbread. Okay. That's about it, man. And that's not even like complicated baking at all. Got I don't it. have to process any. I will, I will say all a beignet is, and I do like beignets. Yeah. All a beignet is to eat an exuberant amount of powdered sugar.
1: Yes. This, this is this is like just, just came up. I think sugar, it's I think sugar. it's two parts uh, powdered sugar to one part dough. Get
3: as much as you can get without it falling off, and don't. That's the that's the day you don't wear black. That is was, the, gonna, okay. That's, that's okay. You just, in, fact, in fact, it's the French Quarter. Take off your shirt, eat your beignet, and put your shirt back on. That is
1: like it's why
3: bakers wear white clogs
1: totally. and white shoes. Right, they just right, And, this and stuff. Uh, actually, Nina Compton just said this too. Like, you just can't wear black. Right. But she also said something that I thought she's like. Also, don't inhale. Because I guess oh, if you... Oh, it,
3: yeah. The first time, <laughs> if you don't know... <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, you... Just, <gasps> yeah. and you're like uh, You hear uh, a sneeze at Cafe Du Monde, you see the powder, like, Taurus! Oh, my gosh. Oh,
1: my gosh. All right. Uh, speaking of Cafe Du Monde, then, uh, what exactly is chicory, and should it be in coffee? What, what's the deal with chicory?
3: Back in the day... Yes. Coffee's very expensive. Same with tobacco. They always used to have add cutters to tobacco... To, uh, to coffee To boudin Rice was the cutter In boudin Because you were poor And you needed something To, to s- sustain you right. Same with the roux The roux was a great way To make your gumbo A little more edible A little more uh, uh, sumptuous Yes So you didn't starve So a chicory was added to it To extend the coffee Those were dark times Take that <laughs> shit out Chicory is bitter yes, I is. hate it Oh, man. I really do. I'm so sorry. I know I'm not a good Cajun. Wait till we get to okra. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible person. You say, oh, you like chicory coffee? I do not. People think I drink buttermilk. Right, except from the south, I'm like, have you had a glass? Right, <laughs> who drinks buttermilk? Octogenarians drink. Honestly, buttermilk. I
1: live in the south. People drink buttermilk. This is a, this uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Your,
3: your great grandmother used to. Oh my gosh, okay, that's that's insane.
1: I so I love I love this. Those were dark times. Not all traditions should be continued. Yeah, no, yeah. Although rice in the boudin, that's 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 adding flavor. It is it, adding some mouthfeel. It's and adding some stuff.
3: mouthfeel. Okay. The, honestly, there's there's a lot of people nowadays skipping the rice. Okay, that's still good boudin.
1: All right, for 120 years, S. Pellegrino, sparkling mineral water, has been an iconic symbol <laughs> of style and taste thanks to its Italian heritage. Jasmine, don't we want to go back to Italy?
2: Um, <laughs> like, yes. really soon? Yes. Can you book that? Actually, yes. Please? I have a phone call to make about it today. Yeah. Yes.
1: okay. And in a world of unlimited choices, the iconic green bottle with the red stars become a universal beacon of unique taste experiences. And with its distinct gentle bubbles, subtle nuances, and perfect mineral balance, S. Pellegrino not only pairs well, it enhances the taste of nearly all cuisines like gumbo that we just talked about in this episode that I maybe had at 11 p.m. two nights ago. Mm, That's why I serve it in all my restaurants, enjoy it at home with my family because it's special occasions with family and friends that matter the most, a crowded dinner table, a shared moment, a time to reconnect, tell stories, be thankful, laugh, and have fun. And as we head into the holiday season now, which is crazy, Jasmine, uh, plan for unforgettable meals and most memorable moments with S. Pellegrino on the table. You're going to find those moments of great taste waiting to be enjoyed. To unlock more tasteful moments and culinary tips, visit www.sanpellegrino.com/S.: slash US. All right, so let's, uh, while we're on the topic, mm. exactly, uh, you're cooking Budan tonight, right? Mm. This is what, Budan beer, what is it called? Boudin, bourbon,
3: and beer. Boudin, bourbon, and beer, which yeah, sounds like yeah. a hell of a time. I'm oh, going to pop a, in it's tonight. it's a great time. The, the best part is because is all the chefs show up. So everybody who's who in New Orleans, that's what's cool about it. Like, right. you know, Chef Emeril is there, and, you know, and Tenny will be there, and Donald will be there. It's a ticket. It's a scene. It's, it is a scene. It's a ticket. Everybody shows up. There's going to be over 100 vendors. Even if you took one bite of everybody's wares, you would never make it through. Oh, wow. Which is good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and, you know, of course, there's a lot of beer. Of course, there's a lot of bourbon. There's a lot of reverie. The music's great. It's a fun time. It's one of the you know, like, events like, no, I'm going to Boudin Bourbon and beer, and I'm definitely going to the after party. Okay. So you got. I, I, think think so. the so after I think so I know you, you best so
1: I'll have an extra one Okay yeah So I'll just text you Or something Richardson. like Richard's in Yeah okay there you go <laughs>
3: uh, So but boudin Exactly is a Boudin exactly is um, a, a pre-cooked pork sausage So the sausage is sometimes Boiled or roasted I roast mine And then braise it down Uh, And then that's mixed with chicken liver, usually pork liver. Mine's chicken liver. I add chicken liver because chicken liver is a lot more calm, Mm -hmm. and you can add more, and it increases that luxurious texture and feel, that mouthfeel. More like, I I say this, and you're not a lot of people don't get it, but good boudin should almost be like meat pudding. Okay. It should be fatty. It should be rich. It should be spicy. I like it. You can have rice. You can have not, but it's always cooked, and then you pipe it into casings. Right, but not fully mm -hmm. emulsified, right? Not fully emulsified. Yeah, okay, got it. No, in fact, like proper boudin is like, it's a little greasy. That's yeah. why we serve it with white bread. The white bread is the napkin. Mm.
1: And it gets stuffed, though.
3: Doesn't it get stuffed, it's in, stuffed in It's stuffed in, uh, in the hall casings. Right. Okay. Yeah, but, then you, but then you have to steam or poach those off because those casings are raw. Yes. So it's, it's, kinda, it's, it's one of the harder sides to make because if, if you don't know how to blanch it or steam it properly, they blow up on you. Ah. So if you do it too fast, you just try to roast it. Uh, the uh, all the uh, moisture expands quickly, and you have blown up Budan. You Ooh. look like a
1: rookie. Ooh, and and you're making a thousand of those. A thousand Something of like that, right? I want Can I put mine in a squid body? Why can not? I, yeah, is that where I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to like doesn't bother me. Get some respect here. Yeah, yeah. I don't like you know you like you lost it all when I said we're gonna do a crawfish boil sous vide. You were like no.
3: Well, no. Think about it. Here's what you lost from the crawfish boil sous vide. Yeah. Because they only sell them in thirty pound sacks. Ah, there you go. You need a big bag. So, so and, and, and that, yeah. So you, you, you know, how big of a bag Listen, you got? You, get
1: you you and I, Action Bronson, and a thirty pound, a thirty, a three hundred pound sous vide bag. And exactly. Some bags and some action. other. Things. I think we can fit Action in that bag. <laughs> exactly. All right. You mentioned it, okra. This is the synonymous vegetable of yeah. the
3: it's, area. It's what, it's what gumbo translates to. Gumbo comes from Africa, the word, and it's okay. African for, for gumbo. Right. Okra is. So that being said, I hate it. <laughs> I hate okra. You and Tom Click, I, 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 right. yeah. Apparently. Oh, I, I lucked out on that because I yeah. didn't put okra in the gumbo. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, thank you for not putting it in there. I'm like, yeah, I did a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so... Um, I don't here's where I'm going to go even kill. I hate it in my gumbo cuz I think it makes it slimy. I like it pickled in my bloody mary. Cuz mm. the pickle takes away the slime. I also don't mind it fried. Nice. Cuz it's crispy. Right. Keep it out of my stews, keep it out of my sautés. I don't like the texture. It's a bit like spit.
1: Fair enough. Listen, you like pineapple on pizza and uh-huh. you don't like
3: okra. Uh, right. but you should Breaking like
1: in what you like. Breaking all the rules. You should rules like right what now. you like. And and if you're a kid and you don't like tomato sauce on your pizza, that's fine too. That's fine.
3: No, no, soon um, come. Soon come. So when
1: you're frying okra, are you cutting it into rings or cutting it lengthwise and pulling out the seeds? The best, actually, is when it's first coming off the, um, the vine, and oh, they're super I small. I wouldn't even know. I don't think I've ever even seen it. Okay, so they're when small. They're, when they're
3: super small, fry them whole, and they're delicious. Right. If you let them get them too big, Ooh. they'll actually turn to wood. Yeah. It actually it would be like eating balsam wood. It's like they're, they're inedible, so you have to eat them. The younger, the better. Okay. The younger, the better, because then they're, they're nice and sweet, and they're not too slimy, and they're not very woody. Right. I mean, someone's done a popper. Someone's done okra poppers.
1: Replace jalapenos. I can't can't imagine not. Right. Um, What about this one? I've always had the dream. This is a weird creative chef dream, by the way, of taking the seeds from okra Mm -hmm. and making caviar out of them. Because they're slimy like caviar. Okay. It just would require a lot of tiny hands and a lot of of. That's a lot of work. (laughs) A lot of demitasse spoons. (laughs) Right. Anyway, I'll leave you with that. Okay, Okay, how about this? I, uh, you're, I, I'll try you're, it if you did it. I'll tell you what. I'll try it if you fair did enough, it. Fair enough. Fair enough. One day you're going to be judging me on something, I'm sure. Oh, God. Um, etouffee. Etouffee.
3: Yeah. What exactly is it? Exactly, etouffee is a, <laughs> is, is a very simple dish. All right. Uh, a lot of times it's a ruler based dish, and it's very almost a, a fresh tomato. So you get your fresh tomatoes, and most of the time it's crawfish because crawfish have a lot of fat. Okay. So you get your crawfish, and it's a, actually the perfect time to use your um, your frozen crawfish tails. Because mm. your frozen crawfish shells kind of will break down in texture. But when you're stewing them down in your étouffée, you're going to lose the texture anyway. Ooh, so it's okay. the perfect time to take your bag of frozen tails out the freezer and use it. So tomato, a lot of butter, simple seasoning, some onions, some bell pepper, some garlic, lots of garlic. And something. It's one of those very simple dishes that your mom would cook. And you just serve it over white rice with a side of French bread. Right. Very simple, quintessential Cajun dish. It's, it's it's another lesson in beauty and simplicity. Right. Not a lot of ingredients. So how do you mess it up?
1: How do you exactly not do it right? Do You add too many other things to it.
3: You add you add sausage to it. You add meats ooh, to it. Ooh. Okay. That's the, how you that's how you mess up. That's how you mess up gumbo too. Oh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ruffle some feathers. You feathers are. in this. But in Cajun country, you do not mix meat and seafood in your stews, for this reason. Okay. So let's let's say I'm making um, a shrimp gumbo, or a shrimp and crab gumbo, and I to put some smoked ham hocks in it. Yeah. You, all you're going to taste is smoke ham hot. True, true. Or, or, or your andouille sausage or your smoked tasso. You're masking those flavors. Okay. So, and it's another little weird story that you don't know. So, in Cajun country, if you make a gumbo, but it's only seafood, it's called a stew. Ah. So, my daddy makes crab stew or oyster stew or fish stew, but it would never be an oyster gumbo. Ah. So, gumbo is land only. So, put your duck, put your quail. My father makes it mean, like he shoots ducks and quail. It'll make wild uh, uh, duck gumbo, and my kids love it, and I love it, but you'll never be able to try some unless you come to my house. Oh. Because it's, it's, you can't serve that in a restaurant. That's okay. It's illegal. Right. And if you've never – you've had wild duck before? Yeah. You know that flavor is night and day from Farm raised Duck. Right, right. It's, it's, it's gamey in a good way, and I say gamey in a good way. It has that rich flavor. You might have to spit out a pellet. Right. And that's fine, <laughs> but that flavor, and listeners out there, if you've never had wild anything, but yeah. especially duck – is one of those things like you're never going to be able to recreate that richness and wonderful earth flavor.
1: That happens sometimes a, and maybe here too because you probably get your fair amount of tourists that come through here. They've seen you on a TV show. Um, do you get that sometimes with fresh shrimp as well mm-hmm. where like people have only had, you know, quick frozen shrimp and they haven't really had
3: like a shrimp in its shell that's got all that sort of oceanic, uh-huh. you know, uh, they ask me what I do to it. I'm like, <laughs> "You're gonna hate me," but these are unfrozen shrimp, right? And straight from the, so we live so close. Yeah, I get, I get one guy. I get his name, Shrimp Ricky. Yeah, he comes, yes, shrimp, shrimp Ricky. Shrimp Ricky. he comes in his white. Yes, Shrimp Ricky. Shrimp Ricky comes in his back of his truck. Yeah, and his ice chest full of ice down shrimp. It's the best shrimp you've ever had. Um, and it, it's good. We don't do a whole lot to it. Right. You know. And you- yeah, people like what do you? Yeah,
1: salt, pepper, butter. Yeah. There's so much. Lemon. There's so much flavor in it. Yeah. So much flavor. In it, it
3: hasn't been. De-shelled, blanched. I get the same thing with, like, a, we, have, we, have, we actually have local Wagyu now, and people are like, like, I think the steak tastes funny. And I'm like, no, you're eating proper meat. Yeah. You're not eating something from the store that was made commodity style. You're eating, like, a farm-raised, local, well-fed, well-taken-care-of cow. Yeah. And but, you've never but, had that. Yeah. And it freaks you right, out.
1: But but you can't say that at, when you're table side. No, Or maybe no. you can. Well, you can probably get away <laughs> with
3: it. I say it nicely.
1: Right. I say it nicely. Yeah, well, the difference is, yeah, you're eating better, better you're, you're stuff. You're eating better quality uh, stuff. Keeping shrimp on the brain here, the uh, classic po' boy. Uh-huh. Lots of
3: uh, things you can do wrong with the po' boy. Lots, lots of things you can do wrong with the po' boy. Lots of things you can do right. Okay. You got to use fresh po' boy bread. All right. That's how you mess up your po' boy. Mm. Exactly not use day-old, three-day-old day, day old French bread. bread. It's going to be Gosh. hard as a rock. Right. Use it day of. Right. When you say use, po' boy bread, this is a classic French baguette or well, no? Uh, no, this is not a classic. Oh. This, this is, this Break is it something down. like if you got time to go over to Parkview, okay. uh, a Parkway Bakery, and get you a po' boy there, yes. they're going to have one of the best ones. It's simple. Mayonnaise, lettuce, shrimp, and tomato and pickle. And it's beauty and simplicity. But they get their delivery twice a day. They get one in the morning for lunch service, and they get another delivery, and they don't use the bread the day after. They make bread pudding with it. Got it. So get fresh bread, fresh ingredients, and don't do a lot to it. Right. You don't have to do, like, you don't have to, like, make a monster. You don't have to do the Dagwood sandwich. Yeah. Have your protein. And I don't care what your protein Even if it's gravy, like your beef gravy, still get it dressed. Right. Still get your beef gravy hot with lettuce and mayonnaise and pickles. Yeah. And we'll, we'll dab a hot sauce and a cold beer, right? You're in heaven, my man. There it is. That's dude. how you make that. That's so. so but it's the fr- it's the bread. It's the bread. Right. Po' boy is the bread. That's why you'll never have a good po' boy hardly anywhere else. Right. Something about it's like New York pizza. Okay. Yeah, bagels and pizza. Oh, these New, York things P- that, yeah. New York pizza is pizza in New York. You try to get it somewhere else, like it's okay, but it's not New York pizza. Right. Po' boy in New Orleans. But do you,
1: is it? Is, do you think it's actually science, or do you think it's the romance of bread in New Orleans or I have, pizza in I've New never, York? I've
3: never had someone to be able to repeat. The bread in New Orleans, just like I've never had anyone be able to repeat the pizza in New York. Mm, okay, and and, and and there are, there are other things, you know. Obviously, the sushi's better in Japan.
1: Right. Yeah. This makes sense. I'm wondering if it is science or if it's, some of it is if some of lower? it is lore. I think I think you probably yeah. Would, yeah. Like, like a mix of both. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is
3: lore mixed with. I mean, let's face it. These guys yeah. who are making the Leidenheimer bread and the New York yeah. pizza are these probably these old guys who couldn't give two cents about what we're talking about. Right, it's exactly. Like, no, I've been yeah. making this bread 40 Ooh. years. I do it blindfolded. <laughs> Right. you want to talk about it yeah, yeah whatever it's, it's
1: the salt on his hands right he's been doing this for he hasn't washed it's his actually right yeah, it's his it's hands his,
3: it's, his, it's his cigarette breath from the smoke in the morning <laughs> right
1: hey everyone if you like our show you're going to love adulting like a mother father join partners and new parents Daniela Monet and Andrew Gardner every week as the duo navigates all things adulting health and fitness to finances and romance all while balancing their careers and a new baby listen along as they chat with experts celebrities and friends be sure to subscribe so you don't miss adulting like a mother father every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One Uh, continuing on with sandwiches the muffaletta Uh what exactly is
3: the muffaletta Um, this is the the classic I I forget the origin so I'm not gonna lie okay yeah um but toast it. Okay. That's toast, a lot of A lot of people get it from the grocery store and eat it cold, and it's okay. And I'm going to ruffle some feathers. So it was invented in Central Grocery. Okay. Sure. But the best one <laughs> is at St. James' Cheese Shop. Okay. So, they, uh, so traditional, it's, it's provolone and several types of salami and olive salad. Yeah. But at St. James' Cheese Shop, they use really good provolone, really good sal- salamis, and they make their own olive salad, and the bread is uh, – they like – Olive oil press it. Okay. In, in a panini, so it's crispy on the outside mm. and it's all gooey. And it's one of it's, look, I go to St. I'm not plugging St. James Cheeseshop, but I go there all the time. Nice. And it's just like one of my essential stops.
1: And one of the, uh, the just just the term olive salad, mm-hmm. which is like a, some sort of it's, green it's olives top tapenade. It's just a bunch of chopped olives and vinaigrette. Chopped right? olives, vinaigrette, yep. red
3: onion. But what takes vinegar. it like with the salt right. and the umami it takes exactly. it exactly to the next it's, level. It's, it's the pickle. It's okay. the pickle in your sandwich. So they don't put a pickle in there. They put the olive salad, but it acts like that vinegary bite.
1: Got it. Okay, and the last one to rue or not to rue? Like, what are we talking I, I uh, You know, it's, it's, it's in some things, it's not. Is
3: it. Uh, I, you I, mentioned like it added you will sustenance. Ru- you will rue the day. Yes. Uh, I will rue the day. So rue, 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 do. Do rue. And, uh, a lot of people don't roux anymore because they think it's an outdated technique, and I completely and utterly disagree. I, go I love this about in you. the book. I love this about it. Um, you know, it's like does it go in everything? No, no, it doesn't go in everything. But a lot of times, it's essential for dishes. Right. Gumbo, you can't have gumbo without roux. I've spoken. Um, <laughs> my grandmother's couvion. I'll show you a picture out there. She yeah. would catch a fish uh, in the backyard. She would clean the fish and she would make a giant couvion. She would make a brick roux, and that's one of the one of the unknown roux. So she makes a blonde roux. Okay. She takes a white roux, she cooks the butter and and uh, the butter and flour down to just one, one tick patch, like to beige. And then she caramelizes tomato in that, intentionally starting to burn it a little bit, and she deglazes it with her, her shrimp stock, which she made. She was so cool. And then she would float a whole fish in. Okay. And then as soon as that fish released in a giant magnolot lot, food for 14 people. Whoa. So, so yes. You, so, anytime you like your cheese sauce, you have your bechamel. Yeah. You know, that's probably the only roux a lot of people are making nowadays. Right. It's probably the only time. And it's your binder, it helps your, your cheese uh, emulsify with your milk and your dairy. And then you have the dark roux or your sauce espagnole. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I mean, was the last archaic? when 's the last I heard, heard it sauce only Espanol? on? I heard
1: it only on set on a trivia show recently, where someone was like, "Name the five mother sauces." I, I, I,
3: don't, yeah. know if I, I don't know if I could, right? I, I, but yeah. I, I can yeah. remember sauce espagnole because I'm like, "That's that's all gumbo is." Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, if you try to make, if, if you've never had gumbo, then you don't get sauce espagnole. Okay. And if you've never had gumbo, you may never get roux. Right. Because even in a bechamel, it's like roux. I don't get it. It's just emulsifying it. Oh, why you have it in? Right. Don't worry about it. But in a couvillon or a gumbo, it's necessary. Nothing's going to replace that that nutty, rich flavor, and the depth and quality to your gumbos. You're not going to mask it with anything. My wife tried to get me to make it with co- coconut uh, flour one time. Right. I, <laughs> I tried to and failed miserably. Okay, okay. Um, but its you're just not going to mimic that flavor. And especially if you've ever smelled roux cooking in a small kitchen mm-hmm. and you've added your trinity, that smell brings me home. That's yes. like, you want to know what smell is? Like, when I go back home for Christmas – It's that caramelizing Mm. vegetables in a roux. That's like, that's Cajun country. Yeah, and you get the protein in the flour that's browning right there. And it's also visually
1: one of the few things, right, that, like, as you're cooking it, gives you certain, like, you know, visual... Cues. right, right. Not, not
3: just the color too, like you're saying, the smell of the nuttiness. It's or, also gonna be like invigorating and kind of dangerous because it's, it's caged napalm. So it's like it's just, it can just as hot as like melting sugar. So yes. if you've had a sugar burn, then you know exactly Woo. what it is. Like I have a have a, a, a rue burn. because you go to wipe it off, and your skin goes with you. Oh, <laughs> dude. But I, but I tell people to just be careful with it. and I go over that again in my book. I've even got a YouTube video out of how to make gumbo, and it's great because I had a sushi guy in in New York come out and says, "Hey, man, I made your gumbo." I'm like. Really? Right. So it, it, it demystifies it. People think they hear rue, and they're like, "Well, I'm not making that. It's dangerous, or I don't know what to do with it." When it's not, it's simple. It's 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 real simple to do. You Heat up your oil. But the proportions are are key, right? The, the proportions are key. Yeah. I never, I never, okay. I never measure. Of okay. I make it look like sand. what does it look like? Wet sand. Right. And, and right. And that's what it's I had to measure for the book. That was the hard part of writing the book. Exactly. Go back and go a pinch. What's a pinch? You know what my pinch is? My pinch is a full teaspoon. Right. Really, my, 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 is, my pinch is a four-finger dead punch. So, so at
1: some point in the process of making your book, which is uh, Chasing the Gator, right, uh, you have pinch in there and an editor's like, we need, the, we need an yeah. actual measurement. It was so, my
3: food writer, Jennifer Cole, who said, look, like, we've well, we got to really measure these. So no pinches. Right. No pinches whatsoever. So <laughs> right. what's your pinch? And we measured them like, shit.
1: Nice. It's a it's, teaspoon. It's an actual teaspoon. It's an actual well, teaspoon. Kinda, that's kind of lucky that it worked out mm. to be like it works out. Yes. And now we just say teaspoon. I used to love sending recipes and I would just say a baby's handful. And it's like, well, how big is the ba- how big is the baby? Like, how baby? old is the baby? Exactly, which right. baby is it? So many couple uh, of dashes. A, a, a da- oh, that's no, a, that's a forgotten measurement right there. a right. dash. A dash. a dash also like says swagger. Right. Uh, real quick, we're wrapping or it up dollop. here. A dollop. Yeah. A dollop. Those, What's those a dollop. Are the best. Uh, end of the podcast. Last thing we do, Isaac Toops, you're heading off to this big event right here. It's something we called eighty-six. Something that you want to eighty-six. It could be something in the kitchen, in your personal world. It could be something in the world in general. I know this probably a, there's probably a lot of things that get you goat. What are a couple right. things
3: or one thing that you want to 86? We 86 sixed the phrase, that's how we've always done it, or that's, that's how they've always done it, or, that's how we've always done it here. Some traditions need to be broken and forgotten. Mm. I was eating a bowl of shrimp stew the other day, and, you know, beautiful shrimp stew, wonderful, and I had to keep picking the tails out of my stew. Why are we leaving the tails in the shrimp? That's how we've always done it. That's how we've always done it. Now, cocktail shrimp, oh, sure, you get it, you pick it, you dip it. Why isn't it a stew? Why isn't my stir fry? I'm picking these shells up. Why, why is it traditional not to salt the masa harina on a tamale? It's not mm. traditional. That's terrible tradition. <laughs> I've been salting it for years. Uh, you shouldn't salt beans when you cook them. Why? Right. They'll right. blow up? Yeah. No. Yeah. I've always salted my beans. You've got to wash the rice. No, I've never, never, ever, in my day, Cajun man, 40 years old, cooking fresh for 20 years, I've never, ever, ever washed rice. It comes out fine. I put salt in my pickles. I, 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 put, I grill and pickle pineapple. I, uh, I put fish stock in some of my pickles. I got rid of like, why do we have these rules? Let's challenge them. Turns out putting salt in blanching vegetables is good tradition. Keep that one. Keep some good traditions. Yes, you know, but, but challenge them. But challenge them. Know yeah. where they're coming from. Yes, you can rinse your mushrooms nowadays. Yes, incredibly uh, well said. Isaac, too, we should just do a
1: segment on this podcast that's called Isaac Toops 86 because right. you rattled off a good 20 of them.
3: I am a ranter. I, I I can rant. You sit. You get you get me going, and I will just give you my damn opinion,
1: dude. Well, let's do it again. You you down to come back on the podcast? No, oh, man, anytime. Let's do it. I know you're off to a big crawfish. event. Sous crawfish challenge. <laughs> we'll do the taste test. The ogre caviar. Maybe that's a tradition that uh you know we we, we can break. I don't think so. that's going to work though. Uh, dude, you're awesome. Always a pleasure to hang out with you. Uh, do us a favor, everyone. Jump on over to iTunes and uh, listen. You've won all sorts of awards. You got books. You're all over the TV. This is Five-star podcast. This is Third the only deck. five-star thing I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh, so do us a favor. Uh, hit like and do all that stuff. Subscribe. Find a friend. Uh, and if you did like this uh, podcast, which I know you did, drop us a little review. Let us know how much you did love it. Uh, check out Isaac Toops at uh, his one of his couple restaurants called... Tubes metery.
3: and Tube South hashtag Tubes metery. hashtag Tube South you can see him on the my book Chasing the Gator yeah, <coughs> Chasing the
1: Gator we're going to drop it on the uh, the review as well and you can find him hanging out with Action Bronson on the Today Show or on many episodes of other things not that he's done not the same show
3: all over
1: the place <laughs> totally different shows dude thank you so much brother thank Appreciate you man all right. anytime man
0: Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or podcastone.com. Hey,
1: everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This is Richard Blaze with Jasmine Blaze. And thank you to our sponsors, Native Deodorant, BetOnline, AG, and San Pellegrino. Don't forget Analon Cookware. And until next week, stay hungry. Stay hungry, fam. Hashtag stay hungry.